many people are going to complain at a place on Avant Gardner? Well, like, how many people are, uh, let's say, within their wits enough to exactly, complain? Exactly. You are like cognizant enough yeah. to actually do such <laughs> to a thing. To actually care. Right. So I'm there for you guys. You're welcome. You actually had toilet paper, maybe because of me. No. This is High Decibels. Live music recaps in New York City and beyond. Hey, you people, you're listening to High Decibels, an NYC-based live music podcast. We check out the artists we love at New York City venues and beyond and report back to you. I'm Marlia. And I'm James, and this song is Peace by Alice in Wonderland, who we saw at the Great Hall at Avant Gardner on Saturday, December 7th, and who we'll be talking about today. But before that, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on Reddit at High Decibels Pod for clips, picks, discussions, and more. Also, look for us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, and subscribe, follow, rate, and review. And as always, we'd like to remind you that we offer the opportunity to executive produce an episode. What does that mean if this is a first time listening? What that means is that you choose a concert that we see somewhere within the tri-state area. Ideally, if outside of it, we can work that out, but that's going to be a little extra legwork. But uh, the premise is you pick the show. Uh, you get the tickets for us, and then uh, we'll go to it, and then we will do an episode on it. We'll do a recap on it, and if you want a guest on that episode, or you want to Skype in on that episode, have your thoughts read, or you don't want to say anything at all, you just want to hear us talk about it, that's possible too. This might be just because we're in New York, and you're in Iowa, and you don't get to see anyone you love in Iowa. Uh, we'll we'll I guess do there's it. There's Des Moines for- nearby. I mean, okay, but, you know, let's say you're in a rural area. Let's put it that way. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're 12 hours on the cornfield. You don't have that kind of time to be going to concerts. Like, we will happily fill that gap for you. You just let us know. Whatever the case may be. Or if you're going to the show and would like us to join you and discuss it that way as well. And that's a great idea. We love to meet more people who are listening. We're really open to that. So just uh, give us a shout. Hit up our DMs on Instagram or Twitter. and uh, or you could slide into our email, which is a little less. It's uh, cool. a little uh, archaic there, but we'll 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 go with it. Yeah, it's a little it's a little less cool, but um, you know we represent all ages and uh, technophiles and luddites alike. So high decibels podcast at gmail That's where that's where another place where you can contact us. Okay, so uh, yes, today we're covering Alice in Wonderland, but. I have a, a couple of things. Let me just turn this so I can I can look at you better. I have a couple of things today that I, th- I think you might enjoy that are things that came up in our prior episode. Uh, yeah, you've been hinting at this for a little while. So. Yeah, because I was, I was very... Listen, I, I don't know if anybody's listening and care about this shit, but uh, I was pleased as punch. And so th- that's why this is going in. Okay. Oh, is this just a gotcha... What do you mean? What's a gotcha? Is this just you trying to say like, ah, I proved you wrong or is this like some interesting fun fact? It's not so much that I'm proving you wrong as much as we didn't know the answer to the questions and we just sort of... Now we got it. We just sort of, according to James Murphy, okay, so one of our questions was this beat that we found uh, in the song 
killing by the rapture, mm-hmm. which we also hear in uh, LCD sound systems, losing my edge. Uh, if you're totally lost in this, you just need to go back an episode and listen to it. Is all I have to say. Right. Or, or you know, if you and even better, or have good taste in music and listen. And LCD you actually know the, the two songs about. We're talking about <laughs> the rapture, which we covered in our last episode. This song they had called "Killing," and uh, that has a specific beat that is uh, almost identical, really, to uh, LCD Sound System, which is had by James Murphy, who I just referenced. Uh, that song is called "Losing My Edge," and the beat in both cases is like. Dun 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 Okay. So we were like speculating on our on our last episode, like did they come up with this together? And then they fought what is that what is that old biblical tale where there's the baby just split it down the middle split and split the each baby get, down the like middle each, one or something like that. We yeah. each get half. That isn't according that isn't really what happened. This beat isn't either of theirs. Oh. Okay. So this is what James Murphy says, okay? He says that his beat for Losing My Edge apparently came first, and it was a beat that he did not invent. This is a beat. Go to your, I just, I sent you a link. Go to that first YouTube link. There's this song called A Change, Band by Killing Joke. And uh, this is a beat that That sounds like a James Murphy band for sure. You can put that up to yeah. the microphone oh, yeah. you want so people can hear it. Right? Yeah. Not even his. Yeah. Okay. So he says that he pulled his beat from that song because that was like a beat that he used to warm up on. I can't believe like no one talks about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'd anyone... imagine. But this is on like. Anybody who doesn't know, James Murphy sort of cut his teeth by doing like parties and everything like yeah. that as a DJ. And he was famous for, you know pulling out weird songs that you wouldn't expect to be I should qua- to. I should qualify this. This was all on Pitchfork because yeah. of, of course it was. Uh-huh. Of course it was Pitchfork. Like, where else would this nerdy shit be? But anyway, so that beat, he he used to play that on the drums to warm up, and he used it for uh, Losing My Edge. Then he claims that he's like, oh, no, the beat for Killing for the Rapture came from this other song called Do the Do by a band called A Certain Ratio that came out in the late 70s. I'll play that one. I mean, yeah, that's pretty spot on there. Yeah. So James Murphy just spilled the beans. It's like, oh no, we both just fucking stole this beat. They both did. Okay. They both they borrowed it. They bought they right exactly. They uh, appropriated appropriated it. it. Uh, in both it's right. cases, There's deep roots to that in blues music, so we're good. And then when I was trying to find the difference between the two different beats, I really couldn't. Other than the other ones, a little bit more sparse and grungy. Yeah. Which I guess if I listen to uh, "Losing My Edge" and "Killing," I suppose I can hear that, but it's like quite subtle. Um, so it's probably just like the most minor of differences that only somebody like James Murphy would ever figure out. The rest of us is like, dude, bro, no, that's that's the same beat. This <laughs> man, this is, this is yeah. four songs with the same exact beat. And, so but this, there's James Murphy going, oh no, no, if you hear that, that hi hat over there is syncopated, slightly different from that hi hat, and that Tam, that's totally different from that one, from that bass drum down there. I'm like, oh, okay, James Murphy, that's okay. Cool. So he he's a nerd. So the plot thickens. So then what I was wondering was when. I was looking at the lyrics of the song Killing. Is this song 
Okay, now I'm going down a rabbit hole conspiracy theory. Deep. Was that song about James Murphy? Wanting to kill when James they were, Murphy. When they weren't, well, it's kind of uh, a sort of um, an uh, irritated song if you pull up those lyrics uh, because killing James, that's that beat, which is like the beat from Killing Joke, the band, mm-hmm. is a song called Killing because that beat is so similar to the beat that James Murphy used for Losing My Edge, which was from the band Killing Joke. Is it deep. a subtle know, Is it a subtle dig? These are the questions getting, I have getting, for Luke Jenner. I'm seeing strings pinning to walls with newspaper clips and <laughs> pictures of James Murphy in, in 03 and Luke Jenner in 99 all working to hunching over at DFA Records trying to figure this out. I mean, they get along now, supposedly, but apparently back then like it was not yeah, good. It was, it was, yeah, it was a pretty bad falling out. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if like that song was a subtle like... I don't know. What do they call those th- those songs that like? I'm such a nerd. Diss track. Was it a diss track? <laughs> yeah. Which apparently uh, Nick Cannon just did one for Eminem, and everybody's like, "Ooh, why, guy? You're about to get demolished." Oh God, what a stupid thing what a, to yeah, do! What a dumb thing. Are they gonna have a rap battle? You know, Eminem. Oh, I don't know. Has Eminem released his like? His counterattack yet? Because you know, yeah. Apparently, it's like just happened like a day or two ago. Because you know, I don't follow this stuff enough to. You know, Eminem. He just he's just wanted to just let things go. Yeah, let that slide right off <laughs> just his dirt, back. Dirt off. He's just gonna turn the other cheek there. <laughs> yeah, dirt off his uh, his uh, wife beatered uh, shoulder. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's gonna get that's gonna get yucky. Nick, you know, Cannon. maybe sure. Maybe what a this dummy. is a. a, a early 2000s dance punk diss track is it like the one dance punk and right in front of us we don't know okay so i'm gonna at luke jenner uh he'll probably ignore me right (laughs) (laughs) no no no. he'll ignore us but we'll do it anyway but the rapture did like our most recent post so i have some faith that maybe he'll like communicate with me on my crazy conspiracy theory if anything if it's totally wacky he'll just be like just giggle at it be like no girl that's (laughs) crazy Just whip his blunt and go, man, that's wild. He'd be like, it's not as deep as that, lady, but nice try. Like, it's, if anything, it's an I think it's an amusing theory. So that's what that's. So all of that together, I researched those beats, where they came from, where what the inspiration was. Found one stupid Pitchfork article uh-huh. and found these songs. Listened to them. Found out the names of the bands. And came up with a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'm imagining. I'm imagining the. Like a bowl of weed just like slowly burning throughout the night. Oh, and yeah. And a bottle of wine just slowly disappearing in like this four hour time lapse of Marlia just going deeper and deeper. Yeah. It's like, J- it's like, it's like, it's like Jim Hopper trying to figure out the, uh, the upside down, but instead of cigarettes, cigarettes and schlitz, it's like weed and, and wine. Fat ones. <laughs> <and laughs> yeah. So easy to imagine. So that, too. that's, that's part one. Okay. So part two, this part is a little bit, uh, this is, I don't know if you want to call it a gotcha, but it's a, it's a bit of a oh, a bit of a needle, a little poke in your side. I remember I kept saying, I feel like I've seen the rapture. I know I've seen the rapture. I can't remember. You did. Mid- I couldn't remember. So I started to dig back into the annals, into old set lists, like because I was like, I feel like Melissa's there. Why do I feel like Melissa was there? And I've only went to a handful of shows mm. with her. And I was like, was it at the when we went to the MTV Music Awards? I was like, no, that doesn't Humble sound bread. right. That doesn't sound right. And then I was like, what? I was like, probably not. But let me just check. I have seen the rapture. I saw the rapture in July 2007 
opening for Daft Punk. You're such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you I are did. the worst. I you did. You're the fucking worst. That was when. You're an absolute worst. Isn't that wild That's that I insane. saw? I can't believe you didn't like remember I that. I know. Well, I'd imagine Daft Punk probably just stole the show. And yes. Like, no, but there was no hope, but. Because I knew the rapture, but yeah. I wasn't like in rapture. That was like around their second album too, so. I was I wasn't quite enraptured yet. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but in fact, I was like I remember jamming to get myself into it and with mm. Melissa. I was like I, I'm like am I is this a false memory? And then Did I was Baird like Baird. I, I, yeah, but no, but it really happened. Mm. It actually happened. So I thought you'd find that pretty amusing that not only have I seen them just <laughs> when they were in their prime. You saw them open. But I saw them somebody. open for yeah. Daft, Daft yeah. Punk and uh, that remains now it is firmly that, firmly that in the one. top five no it's just it's never going to leave the top yeah. five oh. it's really hard for me to uh, really establish the almost like my my uh order was a bit arbitrary because for the sure. shows were so incredibly sure. different uh but for sure like L- the lcd sound system show and the daft punk show will never I, how could they not unless how i see them again and they put on a better show those shows will never leave the top five that's fair. again until unless i see them again and their show supplants the first time that I saw them, and I hope to God that that happens. Um, anyway, so I thought you might find those those details interesting, even if everyone listening there. just no, sort of I, I am zoned enough out. Of a nerd. I'm so I'm surprised you did this because I'm usually the only one that digs in, finds out random bullshit about songs. So you know, appreciate the effort on that because it was I driving me I crazy. Yeah. I had to know. Yeah. But that what the whole thing was with that beat, and I had to know when did I see the rapture? Because I was like, because I knew damn well I did. Okay, so anyway, we're going to get, okay, so we're moving away from Dancebug, you guys, and moving into the show that you actually wanted to hear about, especially if we, like, put this on uh, Alice in Wonderland subreddit or yeah, whatever, or like which we, we fir- firmly intend to do. Um, let's talk about it. Okay, so anyway, this show was uh, at uh, Avant Gardner, which we've already talked about. Plenty of times. So we don't yeah. really need to get into that other than to say. It's uh, the Great Hall. It's pretty nice. Um didn't really get filled out bathrooms were good this time correct uh i think i don't know if you guys go back two episodes i mean this episode 18 where marlia pulled a karen and complained about the bathrooms didn't have a problem this time this time uh, yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. in fact i found the staff was friendlier Mm -hmm. i was just like because come on how many people are gonna complain at a place on avant gardener how many people are uh let's say within their wits enough exactly you are like (laughs) cognizant enough to actually do such (laughs) a thing actually care right so i'm there for you guys you're welcome you actually had toilet paper, maybe because of me. No. Yeah, no problem. Merch table. I guess, I, yeah, okay, go. What were you saying? Well, the merch table, I noticed, was like quite packed. And apparently, mm. because her merch, you can't get that stuff. Yeah, like, she sells them individually. Unless people like are shitty and resell them on yeah. eBay. But you can't get that stuff online. Yeah, it's different per. I wish I had grabbed a picture of the shirt because the back of it actually cracked me up. She has uh, great merch. She yeah, has she had great really merch. great merch. She had that one uh, shirt that everybody was buying that was like, you know, I finally saw her. And it's like, I really wish that she had played what song? Do you, do you remember the song that it said? But it was like really cool that she still played that other one. Yeah, I really wish she grabbed the picture of that one because that was a good piece of merch. Not like I, I wasn't willing to stand on a line to get that. But Yeah, I'm very. it's very rare that I will buy merch. It's almost like it has to be a situation where... I kind of know this one's going to be in my top five, which yeah. is why I bought that James T-shirt. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I bought. Did that for Vampire Weekend one and the Tame Impala, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know why I didn't buy Team Impala. I exclusive one for Vampire Week, and I still regret that because I was there early enough to get it, but I didn't want to leave my spot. How was the merch line at Team Impala? Uh, well, I got there early enough that it wasn't bad. Mm. Was the merch good? Yeah, you saw that shirt that I have for it. Oh, yeah. It's sick. Yeah, yeah. It's a great shirt. Yeah, okay. And so, uh, Vampire Week had bucket hats, too, that I kind of wanted, but <laughs> yeah, no, didn't get it that time. Buy merch, you guys. Okay, I mean, let me put it to you this way. Buy merch if the artist is, like, not a household name and doesn't have any songs, like, uh, in a commercial, because yeah. that's how they make money. For sure. Or get discovered. Yeah, that's how they make money. Um. All right. So I felt the checkout check in was you know pretty easy this time. Mm. Again, nobody's caught my shit. That was real nice. And um, we've kind of learned that the best time to actually get into Avant Gardener and by you know extension also uh Brooklyn Mirage and all the other halls that they have in there uh come like half hour after it opens. Cause then actually, yeah, that was a good yeah, call. Come like a half hour after it opens. If you get there before it opens, there is going to be a bit of a line. Then by the time that goes through, like it's just a straight shot to go through. And the only time I would advise to get there like 45 minutes early is if this is one of your favorite artists ever sure. and you absolutely must, without a doubt, be in the front row. You must, must, must. You can uh, still get in the front row if you get there with, if there's openers, not enough people are going to be there that you can't make your way to the front row over time and, and get there just fine. You, I'm talking about like the. You think there. that we could have? I mean, I'm talking about the front row. Three of us. Maybe if I was alone. Yeah, yeah but we all three made of it. us, right out with our belt. Well, we were there early enough. Yeah, with we our made boobies it against the game. We could have. We would have had to grab it and fucking stake a claim, for sure. Okay. Um, but you, we could have made it over. Just, time. just to be on the safe side, if it's a big artist, you know, just do show up really early. But, uh, like James was saying. You know, if you're content to even be in row two or three, mm. that's the thing is like people really who are really diehards will stake out like right. like it's a They'll fucking spot. like it it's Black in, Friday. It, it, how much do you want to dance? And yeah, because you, you won't be dancing on the front the row of a show that's like a super big one because Avant Gardner gets yeah. gets packed, packed, packed. OK, Wasn't so bad this time. But yes, it does sometimes in uh, by, again, by extension. Brooklyn Mirage. Sometimes you. you well, when I was at Ganja move. White Night, oh my god, couldn't couldn't move. I'm oh sure. my yeah, god! Yeah. Wow! 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 So okay, um, this crowd, this was uh an unusually. Now we had our pushy pushies, mm. as we always do at EM shows, but. On the flip side of this, the pendulum swinging the entirely different way. I don't know if I was putting out an energy, or what was going on, but this crowd was just super nice. Yeah. Really really nice i mean we'll talk about it more because you know every now and then she'd talk over the mic and say like uplifting things but alice in wonderland does have attracts a positive yeah her whole you know vibe is like everybody be inclusive and everything like that i see comes through okay okay so she's setting that tone yeah because the people they're attracting the type of people that aren't aggressive and like trying to fight while you're there They're, they're just there to to plur it up basically right they're not dance. just but they're not just peaceful they're actually actively i cannot tell you how many compliments i got yeah. i mean i thought my outfit was nice but nothing to write home about but what you'll see that on the instagram i don't know judge for yourself but i got so many compliments i was dancing well at first with people were helping each other out too and like mm-hmm. not just like leaving their friend in the dust like you legitimately would see people like actually helping each other out throughout the night yes which is like a plus 
I had I w- that guy. I was dancing with. Uh, you'll see pictures of this too. But I was dancing with one fan and then two because I stole James's for a bit. And someone tapped me on the shoulder and was like, "You are amazing. You just keep pulling out your tricks." Someone came up to me and told me I had a great butt. Like I don't even remember the last time I got that compliment. Um, out, you know, in public, shall we say? I really uh, like my Victor Cruz jersey. Behind closed doors is different. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got compliments yeah. on your jersey. One girl yeah. had light up shoes and she's like, what color do you like? And she would put it to the color yeah, that you wanted. Yeah, just like turn to you and just be like, are you good? Like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Really, really kind, friendly people. Um, pretty young. I'd say 20s and 30s. Uh, in terms of the dress, like this was... Um, this was a this was not like Ganja White Night where guys were flared out. Guys are pretty much dressed like guys at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were some girls that were really like raved out, but there were actually a lot of girls that looked like they came straight from work. Yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> like Ann Taylor. Yeah. But this is a more pop it, act for sure. And you know, there wasn't so many like as far as like raved out girls. You know, not like full on festival style. Most mm-hmm. of the girls were like. There was that one girl with the bit. shoes. Remember that girl with the big shoes? Yeah, there was like a handful that really showed up and like put on like a, a real rave outfit. I'd say for the most part, like, you know, it would be like girls would be wearing like a bright shirt or something like that, so, you know. And some of them straight up just look like they went to the park earlier. They're yeah. just wearing sweaters yeah. and like pearl earrings. I'm not 100%. even kidding you. Like, yeah. look like look like they could like wear Reeboks. what they're wearing. Oh, another thing that I noticed, it seemed like there was more of a gay crowd than any show we've been to since Danny Tenegli. I noticed a lot of, a lot of yeah, gay that's guys. Fair. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was nice to see, um, just like for diverse uh, diversity. Um, yeah, I think these fans were fans of Allison a lot of them because she's pop. These weren't raver people. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're dressed in Banana Republic for a show like this, you know, that's yeah, that's what I'm, what I'm So it's always weird to me to see uh, EDM crossover reflected in an audience. You know what I'm saying? Because you're thinking one thing, what you're expecting to see, and then you see all these yeah, kind of like Yeah, we're going like, like, oh, normies. I'm a gardener. It's like, yeah, of course I'm going to like, you know see x and y and they're like oh yeah. no like you ooh, yeah you normies you, i don't think you've been here before have you <laughs> yeah it was funny our friend drake was with us uh you got to listen to him a little bit on our last episode Dulcet tones his yeah. yeah i would say that's that's a an appropriate Very description polite soft voice check check out that episode um for uh, drake's dulcet tones alone um so first we had hiawatha uh, Hiawatha, that was a guy, right? Was that yeah, Asian guy? So, yeah, Hiawatha, real name Hayata Ishikawa. Uh, and so he actually works with Avant Gardner, uh, oh. director, okay. director of marketing and brand strategy, according to his Instagram. That sounds like an amazing job. Yeah, right. And also DJs. And so he's part of, uh, founder of Tribes New York. Again, that says it on his Instagram. So I looked up Tribes New York. And it's just sort of like a party, uh, DJ party that goes around. There's two other resident DJs along with him it's Matt FX and Sophia MA and then a set of guests that would also come I've never heard of that or honestly been to one but I mean I, I enjoyed him enough that I, I guess we'll keep an eye out and maybe go to one of those how sometime. often is this party um it honestly doesn't say all that much it just says sporadic dance parties so at at the at Avant Gardner uh, no it doesn't no. necessarily say that uh. or at least on their Facebook but he works for Avant Gardner um, as uh, previously mentioned there so yeah he opened for this and I'd imagine he probably does that decently often I'll look through his Instagram like he, he's played as the opener for a handful of shows there so you know he's not a total stranger or anything doesn't really feel like a what's the word there like a favoritism kind of thing or a 
Oh, it wasn't nepotism. Nepotism, thank you. Yeah, it didn't feel like nepotism. Like he actually knows what the hell he's doing there. He knows what he's doing and he plays uh, the right style. Oh, also, yeah. do you know how we knew his name was Hiawatha? It, it was the craziest thing, guys. You guys, he projected it in the front of the table. Did you believe that? <laughs> Such assholes. We knew right away who he was. We didn't have to like ask Reddit later on the next day. So we want to thank the venue for doing that. We're going to blame the Shut venue up. for when that doesn't happen because I remember Aki said that she, she's like, hey, I had a projection and the venue yeah. fucked it up. So yeah. that's not always the artist's fault. Sometimes it is, I'm sure. But okay. Ava Werner and uh, Brooklyn Mirage are very, very good at that generally. Right. So it's we knew who Hiawatha was. that you was. don't know who the hell is up there at this venue. So uh, Hiawatha, yeah, Hiawatha was a, an appropriate opener because Alice in Wonderland, I was trying to figure out how to uh, characterize her. You could call it pop EDM, electro pop. Like it's like it's EDM, but it has a very strong pop sort of influence to it, meaning it's accessible. There's vocals, songs that you right. can sing, things that could end up on the radio, um, but with a, a very strong EDM influence. But then, she, of course, she also uh, does plenty of um, spins, plenty of uh, other people's material. Mm. And then in this case, okay, so this so this guy, when I say he was poppy, that doesn't mean that he had his own songs. He didn't, but he he played a lot of songs that were, uh, you know very popular in the sort of EDM scope of things. Mm. So what I what I had written down here was dubstep influenced electro pop, which it's is like it doesn't get any more poppy yeah. than that because dubstep is, is a super popular genre right now. You know, in terms of the pop, what I mean by that is just like, okay, so you're hearing like house beats and that sort of thing, but then you're hearing verse chorus verse chorus you know Sing what i mean and, yeah right yeah, there's yeah. he's playing songs so it's like you know you're dancing but this is also stuff that's uh something you might i don't know i don't want to say you want to hear it in ktu because ktu can be a bit i don't know i should just say the corny yeah right um but you know with a with a little with a little bit more uh street cred to it you can I expect guess. to hear it at, you know a dance party yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Not I a show, but just like you're going to like a small club and right. there's a dance party going on. That's the this is this type of stuff you'd expect to hear. But it's not music you lose yourself in because right. it's not it's not meant to do that. It's meant to sort of keep you present and you're like listening to lyrics and that sort yeah. of thing kind you're of bouncing along to it. You're chatting with the people next to you. You're you're making friends. And yeah, so I would say he was uh absolutely an appropriate opener james and i always talk about that like was this a good opener yes he was yeah. so good stuff hiawatha i will we will love yeah to, we'll keep uh, our check, eyes check, peeled check for your party out tribes new york parties uh there's nothing really announced right now but you know if there's something in the future and we can go to it and let's check it out why not and then what you know what we saw then you know what happened then what was that my what's what's the favorite thing that happens for me when one dj leaves another one comes on dj hug dj hug, <laughs> DJ hug. hashtag respect and yeah we kind of blew through hiawatha but we only got like half an hour of them and that's that's about the well, what more is say. there really to say yeah that's about all there is i mean to we say. were still getting situated and yeah. that sort of thing getting, getting our drinks, drinks together and going to the bathroom and right and by the time and i was you know chatting with people yeah. i had met and by the time that uh i'd give them shout outs we don't remember their names sorry guys <laughs> you know maybe they'll uh, we drink a lot all right i'll, I'll find you and 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 let you know this episode went up uh but um yeah so the transition happened pr pretty soon after we came into nina las vegas nina las vegas yeah so nina las vegas was the second act uh she's actually an australian dj and she's a radio host with triple j which is pretty cool i actually really like triple j enough that i pull them up all that much but for anybody that doesn't know they're a pretty neat australian uh radio station that does a lot of like alternative music in this case she leads the um 
or I had it here a second ago, mix up exclusive show on it, which uh, from what I read is like a four hour dance uh, EDM show on Saturday nights that they do at Triple J. This is in Australia? This is Australia. I thought she was from Las Vegas and that's why she called herself that. She's Australian. She's not from Las Vegas. She's not from Las Vegas. Actually, born, born, uh, town that she was born in is called Wagga Wagga. I swear to God, I'm looking at her right now. <laughs> Any Aussies listening, we're sorry we're laughing at your silly town names, but I mean, well, New we Jersey, have Walla Walla. Yeah, so New Jersey has talk? a Hohokus, so you know. <laughs> and we have Ronkonkoma. Ronkonkoma, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, she works for that uh, the Mix Up exclusive party for Triple J. Check out Triple J. They do this really cool thing. Uh, just as a tangent, they do this really cool like a version thing where they'll bring in uh, mostly this, these guys. Yeah, I've showed you those, right? Um, they'll bring in a bunch of like most generally indie acts really and um, they'll they'll talk with the acts for a little while they'll let the acts play a couple of their songs live on air and then uh, the gimmick behind it basically is that the act then gets to pick uh, a song to cover in either their style or just like a different style so it's kind of neat seeing some of these guys do like um, Arctic Monkeys doing uh, Tame Impala and like doing an, an acoustic version of uh, always I feel like I'm, I'm always only go backwards. You know what I mean? Like it's neat to see something like that. So those are mostly on YouTube. Check them out. Free advertising there, but we're talking about. Well, I life. think that when you send me the links, you should send the link to that channel. Let's do that. Yeah, then go down the rabbit hole on that because there's some really really cool ta- stuff. Tash Sultana's version of uh, Electric Feel. It's fucking sick. Just just take the eight minutes and, and experience that. I was absolutely hooked when uh, when when James showed me that. I just I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. And also I was quite you know I was kind of looking through our history because you know we would like to uh, cover a, a broad range of uh, genres, artists, um, and types of people. And we don't really have very many uh, female headliners. I think we had like two. <clears throat> and one of those was a so far sounds. I don't know if you no. count that. And this, so this was the first one where it was like really like a, a major name um, that we were both at. So I thought that was super cool. Um, and uh, that she was, uh, you know, that she that she brought a lady DJ on. That was awesome. You know, another thing I noticed, and this is not a, a criticism. This is a this is an upside. Although some people may not find it to be so, uh, it was not very loud. I didn't no, need yeah, my earplugs. Like, yeah, it wasn't like super pounding. It wasn't. And it's I not li- that kind of music. You but know? I was like, and it doesn't need to be super yeah. loud. It really doesn't. Yeah. Honestly, like I understand where it's like there's sort of that like, you know, mentality sometimes, this aggro, like how- But it how- depends on the EDM music you're listening to. <clears throat> EDM gets that rap of like the house music and the dubstep because the dubstep was such a, a popular genre. Dubstep was like- well, techno, I guess, beforehand, but dubstep became for a long time like the pop e- uh, version of EDM, and that's a pretty fucking aggressive genre. So maybe that's like, in most people's minds there. It is, but I guess what I never really understood is why that aggression needed that sort of like, how hard can I push this thing until it breaks? Why that had to translate to sound? Because at the end of the Some day, people like that. And I don't understand that because at the end of the day, and I'm now thinking of Boogie T, who whose beats I really liked, but I was like, they're so damn loud. It's distorted. And now it's just becoming about how much my body is vibrating and less about his music. And I'm like, I kind of want to hear your music, but it's so Well, distorted. then you're not his crowd, but I get what you're saying. But, but you know, it's like, you know, these people are, are if, if they are making good music, which I, I felt like his, his was pretty good. I, obviously, I was like a little less... Um, 
wowed by Ganja White Knight. But, you know, I just when you play it so loud, I think it sort of takes away a bit. It's like I understand it's like, oh, look how badass it is that it is loud as possible and it is as bright as possible. And I don't know. I just kind of think that there is some value to just turning it down a little bit so people can actually take in what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, if that's the kind of music they want to make. Then sure. I, yeah, I mean, this is, like, this I'm not, is my I'm not opinion. discrediting you on that or anything, but it's just like, all right, then just don't go to those artists that do that if that's not your thing. Well, okay. Literally, there's a lot of people that do like that. So don't go you to know, them. Like, sometimes I like that. You know what I or mean? Or I sometimes, might put out to them, hey, why don't like, you... Sometimes I want to go to a fucking zomboy where my whole body is vibrating and I'm just headbanging But then it is it really time, about the know? music or is it just about the feeling? Maybe it is about the feeling. That's fine. It's a, it's a live experience. It's however you want to take it, you know? So like what I would say is like... I I would maybe like, a, you know, just whatever, like they listen to me, but I would just put out there into the ether because you just never know. Be like, hey, I like levels. Maybe you should try that. If anything, if you bring it down a notch for a little bit, it makes the, the, the real loud moments more powerful. Like that's the thing, you know what I'm saying? Like almost like creating uh, anticipation and, and, um, and tension uh, quieter and then bringing it up louder. I really like that. But anyway... My point is, is that this was not very loud, and I thought that was great because I could actually hear what she was doing and what she was doing. Um, and at first, I'm going to tell you again, I would qualify this. I would, I would, I would say this falls into that sort of electro pop type, EDM pop type. That vagary um, there. Into in, into that wheelhouse, um, but but she was kind of all over the place, and that's not a bad thing. She's very versatile. It started out with some. Yeah, I honestly just labeled her as like various EDM. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? world. World music, yeah. initially very much world stuff, music influenced like. house music. Like a lot of, uh, you know, I was hearing just like sort of like what sounded like Indian music, that sort of thing, or, or maybe Middle Eastern. I mean, listen, we're st- at the end of the day, we're still in this big venue. It's kind of hard to tell, but those feel, those minor tones and that sort of thing yeah, that you find in sure. Eastern music yeah. that you don't find in Western music. I thought that was really cool. I was a bit distracted as I noticed at this point there were a lot of gassy people in the audience for some reason. Yeah, we had to we had to move twice uh, and it felt like somebody was following us in each of us individually. So we'd turn to everybody else like, dude, I smell it again. Like, we got to go. Drake was the first. <laughs> and then you did it. And then we moved to the last one. Like, dude, I smell it again. And we're like, all right, we're going to hold this spot for a little while longer. Yeah, it was pretty bad. What were they serving at Olive Garden? Good gracious. Just piles of baked beans. I don't know. Just a funny aside. Anyway, so from there, she went to uh, have some like four on the floor straight techno, which is always fun. Mm. If you guys don't know what that is, it's kind of hard to describe the difference between techno and house, but the best way I can put it is techno is more minimal and grungy and fuzzy, and house music is more of those. Ah! vocals and the strings and piano on the top i said a little different i always thought techno was more about the rhythm and house is more about the beat if you get what i'm saying there rhythm and the beat what do you mean i mean technically they're the same thing right but how techno is more of like the rhythm is like this this is the thing that you're moving to and then when i think house i think more of like that heavier doom 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 which i know dubstep does too but that that's got its own thing going along oh no techno has that techno has that it's just that house the thing about house and if if you if you like look it up because listen for the longest time i was like having trouble distinguishing the two and the sort of general consensus which makes sense to me is that house music is more likely to have the vocals have the strings have the piano have those sort of uh things. higher register stuff, yeah things sure. playing on top you Maybe know this is the way my mind yeah like look it works up. it up but i was and i know it sounds counterintuitive but that's sort of the way that i always and like separated the two is like is this more about like this driving driving rhythm or is this more about this like 
you know, hitting kind of beat going going along for so, yeah, no, so listen, house definitely has uh has a, a four on the floor, uh, you know, driving beat, but um but 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 there's more going on on the top. So it's a little less about Fair the enough. beat and more about the journey and more about musicality and that sort of thing. But what I found was um what I found was that uh, for that moment, it was um, this floor four on the floor. Techno. Then I noticed uh, it was that point that I noticed the uh, the drum sets on either side of the stage on scaffolding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. We'll, we'll get into that Wasn't later. Wasn't that neat? Um, she played some dubstep because it's 2019 and it's an EDM club and you have to. Uh, if you don't, it's like not offering cheese for your burger. It's not kosher. Actually, cheese with your burger. Yeah, isn't, cheese with the burger isn't even isn't kosher. kosher. So. It's like no, it's like no ketchup for your with your fries. How about that? How about that? That's fair. Right, you've got you've got to put in some dubstep. It's 2019. It's a DDM club. You have to do it. Um, then she kind of took it. Like you just said before, uh, she took it in some some really hard break beats. But again, mm. world influenced yeah, hard right, break right. beats. I thought that was really cool. Break beat. I don't really know how to describe it to you guys. It's like just just you know what? Google that because you'll know it. Right. When you hear we, it. we can't describe some it of these things. You understand are like, it when you hear it. No, but, when you no. hear it, but it's just like it is like it is like someone playing the drums, but it's like on a loop. Yeah. Um. So uh, that was very cool. She was very personable. Like she was communicating. Talking to the crowd an awful lot. Like, you sort of got. You, you could tell she's a radio host. You know what I mean? She really uh, that that sort of shown up as as she was talking the, uh, on that mic there. Uh, the floor was real sticky at this point. Yes. I was like, we need to clear it, bring out the Zamboni. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. It was a good line, too. And, uh, yeah, that was just like, obviously, that's that's completely uh, ludicrous because that's totally impractical. You could never do that. But I sure wish they could have cleaned that floor. Um, so, yeah, at this point, I was dancing with uh, now two fans. And uh, I, I am very proud to announce that uh, my left hand is almost where my right hand is in terms of my clacking. It took a while you really have to yeah no there's a technique to it and you know you're two the two side if you're not ambidextrous and the two sides of your body operate differently you have to find different ways to clack with both hands uh-huh. and then i made and, that and the thing is, is like i'm seeing this because i'm i'm pro- i think on your left side just slightly in front and dancing and this is very <laughs> silly thing going on next to me and marlia trying to figure out how to do the two fans with both hands there but I did, and I was saying to James, or maybe it was Drake, I forget. Both of us. <laughs> I can't, I can't, but I was just like, we need to make like an EDM training video where I'm like, yeah, where I'm like learning to do all these shuffle, things. But it's, it's like, this like, is how you da, da, fan da, with da, your left da. hand. It'd be like Rocky though. I was saying it's like, yeah. da, 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 like going up, like instead of going As you're figuring out up how the stairs of the library, I'm like properly. figuring out the wrist and like have like someone who's like really good with fans. <laughs> uh, teach, teaching, teaching me how, how to get them to clack right, and then working, yes, working on the shuffle, uh, working on the outfit. You know, guys, it's a whole thing. Listen, if you're gonna be you a real to raver, a, you gotta know yeah, how to do your fans. We really need to find a real fabulous gay guy, and he's gonna help you out. And also, yeah, I also need someone to teach me the. Um, uh, what queer are those eye things? for the Marlia. What are the yeah queer <laughs> eye for the raver girl? Yeah, there you go, perfect, perfect. I uh, what is that thing with the yeah the, light the LED whips and people do really cool stuff mm. with that like um, flinging those things around. I want to learn that. I want to learn the gloves. Yeah, anyone can kind of move their hands around, but no, I feel like some people do really do it, cool, yeah. cool stuff, especially if you can talk. Tucking is like 
doing like these very like specific hand like movements yeah, with yeah. their fingers that's like really those are cool. particularly appreciated yeah that i, I yes okay. yeah shout out shout out to the glovers out there we like you. we love you glovers so yeah oh and maybe some hula hooping so that's going to be the whole training video that's, yes we're and the long and short of it is that was that was all good for this set too <laughs> what list what listener yeah. wants wants to finance that video yeah there you go ah none of them okay so anyway uh nina was uh wrapped it up great um we had some venue music uh dubstep was what yeah, it was briefly as they were setting everything up there which doesn't usually happen at avant gardner or any of the venues there it's usually just a transition but Alice Wonderland needed a little bit more setup because of the aforementioned drums. Yes, yes. So um, there were scaffolding on both sides of her, uh, of the stage, and there were drum sets at the top. And so we were like, oh, this is going to be good. Um, so then uh, moving into Alice in Wonderland, if you want to intro the song. It's, I have a lot to say about her. So There's plenty talk, to say about so her, for sure. you talk about all about her right now like the we'll background intro, so we'll intro this with uh easy by alice in wonderland which is one of her newest singles that she did play that night alice in wonderland uh full name alexander scholler is an also australian dj uh she plays edm sort of electro pop uh, troll wave she's got that real trap beat to her that's sort of like one of the things she's known for is her beats are generally very trap based um she's been at it for a while she sings on i believe all of the records the vocals are her i could be totally wrong about that but all if not most she, she sings on her own records which is pretty rare for any dj um so it's appreciated and it's pretty interesting stuff um yeah that's really her style uh, i'll say real quick neither of us are like super well versed in her i caught her set during izu because i kept hearing her as like don't miss Alice in Wonderland. Plus, she was at main stage and everything like that. So I, I caught that set. I had a really, really good time for Was she it. the last to play on her night? Was no. Okay. No, no, no. She was on main stage. She was like, I think there was like three people after her or okay. something like that. So she wasn't like super late there. But, you know, it was a, it was a pretty good spot for, yeah. for, the, for main stage especially. And, you know, I saw on the uh, Izu Facebook group, everybody's like, yeah, no, definitely don't miss Alice in Wonderland. You should really check her out. Uh, so I did, and then obviously she announced a show in New York, and um, Drake really wanted to see her, and I'm like, yeah, sure, uh, let me check her out again, because, you know, I remembered really enjoying myself, but, you know, I've really, really enjoyed myself at EZU, and then listened to the same artist later on, I'm like, all right, maybe I was just, you know, at EZU, and <laughs> that, that's, that might be why I enjoyed this so much, but I have listened to her since, and I, I knew I definitely enjoyed her stuff, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm like super well-versed in her or anything like that, and this is more a chance to confirm or deny my feelings on a previous show. I'm just going to give a, a, a quick overview of my of my feelings of this artist and then we'll get into like kind of uh, the progression of her set. Mm. But um, to be quite honest with you, uh, it was a bit tough for me, a f you know, just a few days later and actually re-recorded our Rapture episode um, right before heading to this show. Yeah, literally. And it was a bit <laughs> tough to go from a genre and an artist, dance punk and the Rapture. Uh, that I connect to, to a genre and artist I don't really connect to, mm. this sort of EDM pop really know. and Alice in Wonderland. Now, I want to say, it, it's not that it's bad music. It isn't about that. And like James and I were saying, that sometimes the best concerts aren't necessarily about who's best, who's better, and who's the best musician. It's yeah, about it's what, what you connect to. You. to. Yeah. And I do not have a strong connection to this artist. Um I don't, when I say that 
she's electro pop. I mean the pop part more more than just in the sense of accessibility that you and I have talked about before. I mean in the sense of how pop and how we usually think about it, like top forty stuff. Mm-hmm. And her sets do include that sort of top forty stuff. Yeah, and I could tell and there were songs like that. that people knew that are like popular and I don't know them and her own songs are of similar quality to dance infused pop songs something that you might even hear like Lady Gaga saying like us I was going to say like chain smokers before they really started to suck but uh, you know these dance infused pop songs that made the top 40 um, I don't need to get into a whole thing about top 40 but while there's songs that I jam to I love Carly Rae Jepsen I love Ed Sheeran on the whole it's a genre that doesn't really resonate with me so as an artist I can't say she resonates with me. Um, her sound is enjoyed by by a much wider audience, though, mm. than, than than a lot of the music I listen to. She plays a wide range of pop, and I can and I am I am one that can pick up on an artist's sort of core reach, and that in this case, that's going to be women, girls, and other femme types from like fifteen to thirty. Right, where your college age. It truly like seems to me sure. that most of like the masculine types, which was men really, masculine men there uh, were there because they were with girls. Mm. She writes songs about feeling damaged and suffering from depression from a feminine perspective i can't imagine that's content that a masculine type would really connect with they're there with their girlfriends and because alec that's her real first name alexandra right yeah alexandra. Uh, play, plays trap beats which is a more masculine thing mm. um which is an interesting mix of everything because she takes that which yeah. it, it is a more masculine sort of beat and she takes that sort of feminine side over the top of it there right so i mean i, I would say like she's she's going to be more appealing i would say to like uh, more feminine types, you know, just because that's the sort of energy of the music. Um, the thing about targeting a younger audience, not just a, f- a feminine audience, but younger audience, well, number one, her debut album only came out like four years ago. And quite frankly, people over 35 are more often than not just not interested in what's topping the dance mm-hmm. charts. Mm-hmm. It's like inherently linked to partying, which is just not in the forefront of their minds. Um, I'm going to get into a bit of social psych here, but forgive me. But people over 35, we didn't really have this movement of young people of like mental health awareness and stigma at all. We sort of learned to suppress it. Many of us still do out of habit. Same with like sexuality, more likely to be closeted. So we hear songs like Alice in Wonderland does where, you know, she's very open about anxiety and depression, that sort of thing. We're almost kind of like, yeah, we missed that train. You know, it just like doesn't resonate the same because it's just like we've kind of learned to just sort of almost be. And that's not necessarily a good thing, but I just find that a younger generation is a lot more open about those things. I mean, we're open, but we we often feel like our pleas for acceptance and and destigmatization don't go over very well in our peer group. It's less of a movement. Like we're not getting 100 likes on a depression post from our peers like someone like in their early 20s might. You know what I mean? Well, sure. We'll still talk about our mental health shit, but we're less likely to be shouting about it from from the rooftops. It's less topical for us. And I know that's kind of like subject matter that I was picking up on in her in her vocals that she gets into a lot. Mm. So I, I just was like, I feel like this music, I, I'm not the target. And that's okay. I don't need to always be the target audience. But I was like, that's why I'm like, I'm here and I'm enjoying it. I absolutely love these people. The people here are so nice. And the beats are great, but it wasn't like the kind of music that gets down into my soul like the Rapture did just a few days yeah, prior. Yeah, I never expected her to do that because, like I said, this was more of a chance for a me time. to – because I knew I'd enjoy the set yeah. there. Um, you know, I, I haven't really been able to just dig into her music and everything like that. Listen, what appeals to you about her? Uh, I do like the trap beat. I'm not usually super into that because, you know, hip-hop's not exactly my thing. So I don't usually get too much uh, music with that sort of trap beat. But I do, I do enjoy that there. 
Um, musically, she's really, really talented. I like her voice. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, even though she didn't, I don't really think she sang live for this. Did oh yes, she? she did. Did she did it, oh, do yes. it a couple times? Oh yes. I didn't really notice. Yeah, um, she got right up behind from behind the booth. Maybe you couldn't see. Yeah, maybe I just she couldn't got right out see from her from something behind there. the booth and sang. Um, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I really like her voice and that style of singing that you hear a lot with some of these pop like EDM stuff. Um, that song Roses uh, with by the Chainsmokers, who the singer was Roses, like that sort of is the the prototypical voice of what I have in mind for That's saying pop it's that like, you can tolerate. Well, it's listen. There's plenty of pop that I could tolerate. It's I'm saying for uh, on that electro pop style, you sort of hear that voice. And I'm not saying Alice in Wonderland is the same as that, but it's it's similar enough that I'm like, yeah, that I do like that voice on top of it all too. Um, she does write good music doesn't necessarily re- resonate with me well no so you most like like ellie golding right like i did yeah. I, um i can't say i really like her as much as i used to but i do remember really liking her okay. uh, in college when she came out with uh uh what were those songs the X's light and lights and everything okay I yeah i really one. liked that one that's the one that that really got me and then she had a couple other ones x's and o's i, f- I remember that one yeah. it was like a little harder rock though i, I liked her uh when she was like a little bit Softer and had that sort of space to your voice. Another one that I like, Blonde Fire. I don't know if you know them. Nobody's ever fucking heard of Blonde Fire, but they had, uh, her voice is like similar to that. And I always really like that. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I was just curious as to what appealed to, you know, as for me, what appealed to me really, I, I think it was just like the crowd, uh, the production value, the fact that she is, you know, so, so good on stage and, and reaches She's out to people connect, yeah. and yeah. connects to her audience. And a lot of people truly find her very relatable. And I think she's very good at what she does. And that's what I like to see is someone who's very passionate and invested in what they do and connects with their audience. Very much like Crystal Method, you know, mm. he, him in a very different way. But, you know, the idea of like, these are my people, these are my fans and I care about them. I'm going to put on a good show. She was completely present the whole time. And that's why I really enjoyed it. Um, okay, so it's kicked off with some really cool visuals to start out with that ring of fire which yeah. was kind of neat. neat and then we had some michael bayish like bass drops yeah it was kind of funny Ooh, lots of build up with this one uh yeah that would be another thing that i i guess i should mention there i do like also some of those longer um you know sort of like uh, on uh, maybe some anybody that's listening to this that isn't more into edm think of like some of those longer sort of uh shoegazy kind of songs where it's got this long build up over a couple mm-hmm. minutes she does that too which is an aspect of edm that i like i enjoy the drop aspect of edm but as especially if there's a good build up to it she's really really good at that build up and then doing a satisfying drop that was certainly how this show started yeah. uh, with this sort of cinematic orchestral opener uh unfortunately we don't have a set list in front of us and since we're not super familiar um with her back catalog we can't really tell you uh a whole lot there's some songs we id'd um but we can't tell you a whole lot about every single song that she played that she's popular so we forgive us super fans um if you like her so much then put up a damn set list on setlist.fm for people like us who are trying um but so she i'm sure she opened with hit so then okay so then those drummers came up so we had two people come up uh onto the scaffolding got two drum sets there i couldn't tell if they were guys or girls i'm just gonna say chicks they were women because i wanted to be that I'm pretty sure they were. Were they women? Okay, I'm we're going to say they were. Sure. I couldn't tell because they were wearing very androgynous clothing and you couldn't really see their faces. Um, she, uh, I, I have a bit here that she uh, morphed into that trap beat that you're talking yep, about yep. and some booming bass. But again, not like a blow out your ears mm. bass like I experienced the weekend prior. I did have earplugs just, in, just but I felt like, like I didn't need them. Yeah, just sort of bounce along, throw your body with it kind of bass. Yeah. So uh, that was great. 
Uh, she threw in some of that Truth Hurts, Lizzo, which yep. is the second yep. time now we've heard it in the past few weeks because we heard that one at Matt and Kim. Check out that show. Remember? Hear that one. Of course. Yeah, okay. So they played that. Um, again, really great with the crowd. Oh, and the fans were out where we were. I swear we were in yeah. cla- I got Clack Clack Corner. Yeah. There we was were not the only ones breaking out the fans that night. Check out check out the, the Instagram post that we're going to do. Um, there's a lot. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of people that had fans that night. They were pretty popular. Yeah. You, yeah. you could get yourself around by like watching whose fan was up in the air. And I'm like, oh, okay, Chile. I remember that green fan. All right, they're nearby. You know, if I'm coming back from the bathroom or something. It was it was so neat, and I'm I'm not gonna tell you what our fans look like because you have to go to Instagram to see that, but they're really cool. Um, Vote on which one's cooler. You could do that, I guess. I don't think anyone's gonna, but no, you know, but. <laughs> in your mind. In the in the uh, comments. From here, I just have just sort of a mishmash of popular songs and samples from songs. A lot of them, which honestly I didn't know, because I yeah. guess because again, I'm not really really up up on top forty. I mean, listen, I didn't miss Old Town Road. Like, how could you? Mm. But you know, what what sort of like top forty from week to week? Like this one is yeah, not no, I'm, I'm either, not going right? to know that sort of thing. Uh, with her own stuff. Then the she, remixes yeah. were fun. I danced during them. That's she did uh, what you ask for. Yeah. She did, uh, but I do have here that she did a song, Easy, which is one of those songs that's like, why can't you be with someone easy? You know what I mean? Yeah, It's yeah, about yeah. like self-doubt and how, you know, she maybe isn't the most uh, we ba- balanced chick. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Maybe she isn't always the most balanced chick, you know? Uh, well, uh, why doesn't they want to be with someone more easy? Because they want to be with someone who's really hot and talented and famous. How about that, girl? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you a long way. Oh, if only... Um, you know, I have to say, like, at this point in the show, it was more just like an experience than something to watch. It didn't feel like a show after a while after the initial spectacle mm-hmm. with the visuals and the ring of fire and the and then the yeah, drummers. Yeah, didn't do too if, much. It, it uh, felt like a were, club night with a real good DJ. Yeah, so I was about like to say, yeah. Uh, unless you were real fascinated with what was going on with those drums, which was pretty neat because you don't see right. that much. But you're right, yeah. But it they, really even they like stepped away at times. Right, yeah. So if they weren't playing, it was kind of like, well, I don't really need to be watching. We weren't that close anyway because I and, couldn't see very And well. for anybody who's not entirely sure what we mean by that, Avant Gardner and... Book of Mirage even more are exceptional light shows when they want to be. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. We had our refractor glasses out. Yeah, I didn't even really need them. I pulled my goggles out every now and then. I thought I'd need them because, you know, she did some decent stuff with her lights during Izu, but then it occurred to me, yeah, she said Izu on the main stage. Of course, she's going to do decent But even stuff I would say lights. the weekend before the Ganja White Night, the light yeah. show was uh, really good. Really over the top. Yeah. Really over the top. I don't know if that's a dubstep thing, but it was really. It depends on the artist, and this, I guess. Because I've seen trance stuff where there's tons okay. of lasers and everything. It's a little it's less so, neat. but that's okay. Not every show has to be that. Oh, and then I noticed a bit. Oh my God, I need to stop drinking beer when I'm doing this. I'm burping. Um, a little sample of this song Groove by Groove Armada called I See You Baby, which I thought was interesting because. This was probably one of those moments where I was the only one who did know what was being played. Yeah, this yeah. is like an older song. I've played it for you before. I know. But I know. it has this sort of background. It's like, ooh. Well, it'll be playing underneath here. And it's just like this sort of uh, tricky, hypnotic type of uh, uh, vocal that uh, that loops on that song. Really fun. After this, oh, God, this part really, really got me. This one really, like, warmed the cockles of my heart. That little Baby Yoda montage. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was great. I haven't even, guys, I haven't even watched the Star Wars thing, and I'm enamored with Baby. I'm enamored with Baby Yoda. So cute. Yeah. So cute. 
fucking showstopper there every time he's on screen too. Oh, people were going nuts. I should see this. I should see this. Definitely watch the show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I need to have Disney Plus though. You do. You have that? I have Verizon. So you get it for free? For free for a year. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? (laughs) All right, I have to figure out what the time commitment is on this. I still am not caught up on Rick and Morty, and that's more important. True. Um, there was like a Dead Mouse Cascade mix. I'll yep. uh, have a little bit of that playing. Pretty interesting. That was fun. Yeah, at this point, she was really playing a lot of other people's stuff yeah. or her mixes of it, which, again, you know, there's a long history of that for EDM shows, so right. that you expect that. Then, But then she went back in with a song called You Don't Know, uh, which is one of her songs. Uh, I'm trying to find the lyrics for that one here. Um, or maybe you can, James, because you, you can type faster than me. What are you looking for? You don't know the lyrics. Sure. Um, that's for Alice in Wonderland. Um, well, you know, it sounds, hmm, this one sounds like it has something to do with a, an, an emotionally abusive relationship, which I think is also something she's been through. Yeah. It always gets me when, like, super talented, gorgeous chicks, like, have these shit boyfriends. I'm like, what's wrong with you? What's like literally what's not with her, but yeah. the guy I'm like, do you understand who you're putting it in? Like <laughs> are, are you crazy? Uh but you know, sometimes when we, we have things for a while we forget their value. Um then okay, so then yeah, there was that uh cover you you had headed off to the bathroom or something, but uh they did that cover of uh I'm sorry, you didn't tell me the name of the band again. Are you saw the blur song? Yeah, the blur song. I was coming back from the bathroom and that came on. It was pretty funny because then I'm like I'm having a good time. That song, Song 2, which is the second, obviously the second song off their debut, of their self-titled debut album, like one of their, their real big, well-known hits there. Um, song 2. Uh, so it was funny because that came on as I'm coming back out of the bathroom. And I, I'm like sitting there washing my hands, and I hear that. And I just texted you. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, damn. She's really playing this, huh? So it's like I'm like smiling to myself, bouncing along. As I finish, I wash my hands, grab the paper towel from the guy. And like he's just looking at me, and I'm going, woohoo! In <laughs> the guy's face. And he's like, this fucking dude here. So as, as I'm like walking back to find you and Drake, I'm like just jamming out to this song there. It's a good time. Good, good pick there, Allison. That that was a really that was a really fun moment. Uh, we had some more of that boom bap beat that you see in track. Uh, there was some song about I want to make a grown man cry. Again, I think this was a song that's probably a top forty one that James and I aren't familiar yeah, with because everyone seemed to know it. Uh, she played her song "Peace." That was really nice. It's a ballad, uh, a newer one, right? That just uh, came out yes, in the I past so. year. Um, and uh, everyone was super into that. You know, so it was neat. It's kind of, sometimes when you don't know an artist too well, like kind of look around at the, the super fans. And really, it's quite energizing really to see, it, yeah. see people so connected to, uh, to someone else's music. Um, yeah, I, you know, I have a couple other songs here that I, I'm not sure the names of, but I can tell everyone was like sort of vibing. Oh, oh, and then uh, that remix of Eno Sunshine mixed with uh, Massive Attack's Black Mill. Yeah, that was pretty neat, actually. It was a real interesting mix there. Uh, and also, you know, respect to a, a different artist uh, on top of it all, too. Right, I mean, you know, listen, Massive Attack, Massive Attack is EDM. It's just, yeah. like, really it's slow. very different, The yeah. kind of music that well, you might you know, go to she, the hair she, salon. She and incorporates a good amount of that chill wave sort of thing into into her music, which goes along with the trap, because, like, trap done a certain way can be real... Uh, mellow. Mellow, yeah. It can be real lo-fi, too, on top of that. So you get that trap beat with some chill wave stuff, too, and you get this... Re- 
that's sort of like what her buildups were, were those trap beats with that sort of chill yeah. wave sound to it, and then she'd drop like a, a heavier beat or, or sort of a house or uh, dubstep sort of beat on top of it. Now I wish we had been closer. I really would have been interested like to see spot. her, I think we were to see her facial expressions and that sort of thing. To see, you know, to get a better sense of what exactly it is that people are connecting to. Oh, were you close to her when you to. went to see Izu? Or no, 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 You no, weren't no. that we close. Were pretty far but you know, just to time. see what people are connecting to, because it's something about like her spirit and that sort of thing, and and the energy that she puts out. And it would have been interesting to just kind of get a closer look, but. Um, well, whatever. This is what it is. Um, then she said something about, it sounded like she had some beef. How do you say it? Sia? Sia? S-I-A. Sia, some, I guess. Did yeah. she, it sounded like there was some like negative. Uh, did I, she say fuck Sia? I, I could be completely like wrong. But am I crazy? I yeah. feel like that was said. If anyone is listening who's actually a super fan and you know something you know about this, on, could yeah. you please like tell us? Because I can't find anything on the internets about some Yeah, sort she of definitely like, called somebody out and I think it was Sia. Where I could have sworn like, she said like fuck, yeah. fuck her or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, does anybody know? I, I remember that and I'm not really nobody sure. Nobody was wooing really, or getting it. So yeah. I was like, I feel like Maybe no it's a recent thing that nobody really knows about, but it's like a, we've been Googling it and we're like, I, I don't really see any information about them beefing or something. This Whatever what, you call yeah. it for, you know, non-rappers, we'll go with beefing. I'm going to message her on Instagram and ask her about it. I'm sure she'll ignore me, but, you know, shoot or shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> shoot, shoot my shot. Um, oh, okay. And this was the point where, <laughs> holy God. So, you know, we go through the set list, but we always kind of talk about things that happened as well during the show that are just kind of notable, standout, amusing, or terrible moments, or maybe a little both. That super drunk chick that needed to be held yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Like she was a I was fanning her a little bit. It's she was holding funny. on to me for balance. Like at one point, I was like, oh, oh not my job, Chica. Yeah. yeah. And then she had this blonde friend that was like taking selfies with her. And I'm like, <laughs> Yo, how good can that selfie be? Your friend is half unconscious. It was like just about before a weekend at Bernie situation. It was, it was yeah. It practically there. was, yeah. yeah. What this the hell? girl was having a rough time. What I the couldn't hell? tell what was going on because every now and then I turned, she's like, it looks like she's going to leave. And then she didn't. And then they stuck around. And I think they were still there by the time we left. If that was my friend, I would be like, she it's should have at least been go. like, put her like, down, let's, let her sit. Let's bring her outside to the smoking yeah. pit and let her breathe for take a bit. Take her to that She's lounge. Take her to that. Take her to that lounge. Yeah, she yeah. The, the lounge down, off to the man. side. That you guys, never she was like a rag doll in her friend's arms, and like her friend held her up for like a good half the set, easily, easily. So that's like almost an hour. Mm-hmm. Good gracious. But yeah, but the selfie moment, that was hilarious because I was just like, you're going to. And it didn't look like it, like one of those, like David Hasselhoff, like, I'm going to get evidence of you being crazy when you're drunk. I don't know if you guys know that story when yeah. David Hasselhoff told his kids, if I ever get drunk again, make sure I film it so I'm ashamed. And they filmed him, like, wasted eating cheeseburgers. In his shower. But I don't think this was like mm-hmm. that. It was almost like, well, this is the. I need a selfie with my friend. This is the best one I can get. Snap. And the girl's like, mm, oh, pretty in the photo. And her friend's just like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. Maybe it's a common occurrence. I don't know. I don't know oh, their lives. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Um, at this point, my fingers were bruising from my fan clacking. Mm. So I'm going to need um, like wraps or something like that. Just tape around your fingers tape, like a pitcher. Yeah. I'm going to start needing tape. You know, like how boxers have. Yep. Or like, uh, cl- you know, I was thinking like a baseball things. pitcher where they put tapes around their fingers to so give funny, the like, signs properly. you injured? to be like, I was clacking. Yeah. I, just, uh, I get blisters when I do it. <laughs> But it's gonna be glow in the dark tape. Uh huh. Because it's gotta be be flashy. Um, 
I have okay, so I have a, a, some a drum and bass beat here. Uh, at one point, she did play some drum and bass. I'm not sure if I got a recording of that, but you guys, uh, I I love that. I talk about it in prior episodes. James doesn't need to hear again how much I love drum and bass. Then she said there was that DJ Valentino or something that's supposed to be doing in a set in another room, and she said he was really, really sick. So she did a remix of his song. Yeah, Drake was talking about that because the King's Hall had a different show going on at the same time, which is uh, another slightly smaller uh, part of Avant Gardner there. And he did mention that, oh, yeah, the guy pulled out because he's got, like, a pretty bad flu. So he's like, I don't even know what's going on over there right now with that one. And I hadn't heard about it. So, yeah, that guy, I guess, was really, really sick and had to pull out of his show that he was doing at the same time, just at a different stage uh, in the same venue there. And so, yeah, she played a couple songs. Or I think just She the remixed one. one of his songs. Yeah, and she's kind one. of known for remixing. That's how she came up. Right, right. It's how but I honestly, I, I was so, uh, there was so much going on, and I'm, I'm Instagramming, and I'm taking... Uh, audio and i'm doing it all for y'all and uh i i neglected to to get a note of as to what song she yeah. remixed but she did do one of his songs um and that was kind of like really the the end yeah know? she pulled the mic and she said some stuff about inclusivity you know and all that good touchy-feely stuff that she's very much known for and that uh-huh. you know sort of brought the crowd uh you know gets that crowd to gravitate towards her as well um and then yes yeah, so it was pretty much it and she kind of handed it off and there was some other dj which i don't even think we got a name for no we didn't and that's kind of avant-garde does a lot it was almost i felt like an abrupt ending because i was like you almost expect something like really big to like signal this is the end there wasn't a really big blowout at the end it was like okay my time is up um the next say some words and thank you and yeah there's an hour before you're kicked out so it seemed like people didn't didn't didn't. and then so then a lot of people she encouraged everyone to stay on for the next dj of course a lot of people didn't um by this point it was what 2 30 in the morning something like that it was like three her set started at one and went to three three. in the morning yeah so this other guy goes on and i I was gonna leave immediately because i I had to pee but then he's he played uh whitney houston's i want to dance with somebody yeah right right. all right you got me let's just stay for for a little bit okay so so that was the wrap-up of that show but we have a few extra moments that we just you know that are venue related that we might want to tell you about um we uh we all had to uh we all had to hit the head. We did that, and then um, and again, the the bathrooms were uh, we're in, still in decent shape mm. at 3 a.m. Thanks, Karen, uh, aka me. And then I'm like telling these guys, I'm telling you guys, there's more. Like, and, and Drake at least didn't believe me. I don't know. I felt like you didn't believe me. I'm like, no. He's like, no, I go check you. and go check and see if it's open. I was never like, seen it no, before. no, no, it's open. He's like, no, Mar, I don't think that's open. I was like, come get the fuck over here. It's open. So. I got you guys finally to come. I don't know. You got like way behind us. What happened there? I just got separated and then you guys, like I didn't see where you guys went. And so I'm like, all right. Because you you were taking me to somewhere where I've never been before. So I'm like, oh, how the fuck was I supposed to know which direction you went once I lost you? Should have had one of those like uh, long strings that like four-year-olds leash, hold. Yeah. Not a leash, but like those long strings that they have like uh, kindergarten classmates all hold. I, absolutely not. So nobody <laughs> so nobody gets left behind. But then, yes, you found me, brought me there. There was that lounge right so, yeah, so first we hit the So first we hit the lounge. Yeah. I, had seen, I had seen the lounge before. This was like a cool place to hang out. I talked about in the last episode, bar, whatever. But what I had not now, seen. Real had, quick on that is like, that I knew about that outdoor section that they have on the uh, Brooklyn Mirage side, and it looked like they did the same thing. They just moved it slightly. And, and of all the times that I've been to the Avant Gardner uh, Great Hall side of things, I did not know that was connected to it. I had no fucking clue. 
Yeah. Yeah. So and top it all we off. passed we passed King's Hall. We passed that. Uh, I was certain we weren't getting going to get in there, and, and it's fine. I, I could kind of see in, and I wasn't impressed. Yeah. But then um, there was no one. There was another door to another uh, space, and no one was watching it. So yeah. I was like, I guess we can just walk in. And this had been a space that Drake had been in. I had no idea this. I existed. had not been in it. Yeah. This was the Spiegel tent. Yeah. The secret circus or hidden circus? Yeah, they okay. Call it, yeah. Hidden circus, and, and, it's, and it's that outdoor area that is Brooklyn Mirage, and they put this fucking big tent up, like this actual vintage, like right. Spiegel tent, meaning yeah. like Spiegel tent was Dutch, like I think tent g- German, yeah. German, yeah, yeah. Something it's like that. a German, it's Bleach. a it's a German thing uh, from like the 1920s and 30s. That's what spe- that's why they call it that. It's like a, a Spiegel tent is like this round tent. Um, it's almost like a yurt, really, like yeah. shaped like that. Yeah. It has all these mirrors on the outside. Anyway, so we go in. And there's like another show going on. It's like not a a no-name DJ, but it's like the circular thing. So it's kind of weird because the DJ is kind of in because it's like it's a circular dance floor. There's no real stage. It's just like the whole upper, like you take a step up and it's like all around is booths uh, and and then like a little area you can walk and then sort of like a um, uh, a railing going all the way around. and uh, yeah, so in, in one section of that sort of round upper area that you just take a step up to is where the DJ was, um, but you could really be dancing anywhere. Anywhere in it, yeah. And I want to. And I guess they'll sometimes put out tables too and do stuff like that. And, like, yeah. You could rent that out. You to could. Do it's that really sort of cool, thing. you guys. Like it's if just, you go, if you go to Avant Gardner, go to this. Space. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre that I had, I had no idea that it was there, and I w- looked at it. It's like, oh yeah, shit. Wow, they really do. They get some like decent enough names because yeah. like their New Year's party. Avant Gardner is uh, Victor Calderon and uh, what's his name? The other guy who you really like, Danny Tanaga. Danny Tanaga, no way, in there. At there, so no one of them, one of them is going to be at the Great Hall side, and the other one's going to be playing there in the Secret Circus. I don't remember. Probably who's doing Victor what. Calderon is going to be in the yeah. Secret. Danny Tanaga. Yeah, is a little I'm, not, bit I'm not sure who's doing what, but yeah, that's that's the part of that they're going to no do. No fucking way. Who's yeah. in Kings Hall? One of the two. Oh, Kings Hall. I have no idea. I don't see anything. For so that. one of them is in the in Lost Circus, and one of them is in the in the Great Hall. Yes. That is, that's at the same time? Apparently. How dare they make people choose? <laughs> All right. How dare they? How dare you? Avant Gardner making us choose between those two. They're both really good, you guys. Legends. Legends. House yeah, legends. Yeah, what are you saying us? We're going to a different one. No, no, no. But I'm not saying us, but I'm just saying that like to people that are going. like. Yeah, if you're not certain, uh, we can highly recommend them because we've seen them and they're yeah. they're pretty, they're great. We just, the only reason we're not going is we just need to do a different venue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been to this venue so, so many much, times. So much. And there's like a different party that a bunch of our friends wanted to yeah. go to. And it's we just We just need to do something new. Also show that like we've seen this exact, these exact artists a couple months ago, but whatever. Like, like we also know they're going to be real, we know really they're good gonna time. be really good but yeah. you know we've seen danny too. we haven't talked about him anyway so we could probably talk about right and it's time so. it's time to it's time for us to go to a new new edm venue that's not avant gardener like we're there so shit. much so much so much like i think we've done like what three like if you, well brooklyn mirage and then two yeah, brooklyn, yeah shows trust now. me I, I feel like i'm there and i'm sure there'll be another one i'm at one of the venue or whatever it is Pretty much once a month. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. anyway, so yeah, so this last circus is really cool. And like I said, there's there's so many places to dance. And I'll emphasize, you can dance anywhere, but for whatever reason, wherever I'm dancing is where someone wants to be dancing right next to me. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is about my energy. But it was like, I, 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 was, I had found a nice little spot, and I'm like, good there. And then like, 
there's all this room around me. And for what I remember telling you this, mm. do you remember me telling you this? Mm. For whatever reason, this girl just need to be right next to me, like dancing right. I'm like, what the fuck? And I move and then she moves. And then finally, I think I flailed. I flailed and you then flailed she, she moved. And there was that. But, uh, but then another guy comes up and I'm like, I'm looking around. There's all this. I'm like, people, if there's space around you and you see someone dancing enthusiastically, uh, such as the way that I dance, find another spot. You don't need to be be where they're at. You don't really need to be, unless you're trying to dance with them and get with them, which I don't think either of these people were. If they were, they weren't very good at making moves. (laughs) They weren't very good at making moves. I was like, just find somewhere else to be. Um, that was our show again. Uh, highly recommend Alice in Wonderland for, uh, for the vibe alone. And, uh, you know, again, you know, whether you connect to this kind of music or not, if if you are, if you are a a younger person that's into EDM, especially if you're, you're, uh, of the more feminine persuasion, um, this is definitely, definitely for you. For sure. Uh, do we got a Twitter question? Oh shit! Do we? Have uh, let us know what the fuck's going on between Alice in Wonderland and Sia. That's the, that's the Twitter question. <laughs> Nobody answers these anyway, so whatever. I'm gonna hey, just you know say, what? It's like we. You know what though? You have know. to keep throwing things at the wall to see what until sticks. Because one of these days, so let's hopefully there's somebody out there that's super deep into this and is going to give us a bit of info on it. Yeah, put it, put it on our on our Reddit post. Like, be like, this is our question. Does anybody know what that's yeah. about? People love a little bit of drama. Drama, sure, right? They so, love a little bit of drama. All so, right, so let uh, us know that. Um, and before you do that, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on Reddit at High Decibels Pod for clips, pics, discussions, and more. Also, look for us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And just subscribe, follow, rate, and review. And let's outro this with You Don't Know by Alice in Wonderland. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. This is High Decibels Podcast. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace.